for Thursday, January 27th, the 27th day of 2022. There are 338 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big news for the Supreme Court. We'll tell you about that. Big news for the University of Louisville. Big news for Minnie Mouse. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Nose. Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. A little bit cold, but you know. Yeah, it's another frigid morning. Uh, Going to be a little bit better today, but then uh, bad again tomorrow. We'll tell you about that. It, you ever have trouble uh, getting people to take you seriously? You think people take you seriously or you think they don't take you seriously? Um, it really depends. I think I'm extra, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe they take you extra serious. Maybe. If you have a name that ends in an E sound, which you do, do. like Jenny, Candy, Katie, Christy, you may, uh, may make it harder for women to be taken seriously. Baby name experts say parents who want their daughter's name to project an image of intelligence and strength should avoid names that end in I or IE or Y. You could use your the name you were given at birth that, <laughs> i could that changes do you but buy, I, t- I choose not to do you buy into one. this at all um not really I, I mean i do think i'm taken seriously but, yeah. but again also am extra so. yeah well i mean like karen or alexandra <laughs> or jana or uh, helen or you know, some of those very you know have staccato on some of those syllables he is the five-time winner of the coveted ohio news hawk award he's the two-time silver sound nominee covering every corner of the globe london moscow paris and even cincinnati he's sam gormley and the sparks morning sam morning ralph how you doing good how are you i i'm i'm having a sense a feeling of pride pride yes pride as to who not being prideful i'm proud of you what did i do because you've acted like this is a normal week on the, oh on you the outside would, you on the outside never, maybe you would never know from those who are around you every day you would not know that your team is vying for an afc championship on saturday and for that i commend you because i ask you on monday like are we going to uh, be able I, to deal with you this week? No. We have been able to deal with you. I guess you I could say I'm just, just saving it for, uh, <laughs> see, because I know that I'm going to have two weeks next week to kind of savor all the energy, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint, exactly. is what you're saying. Exactly. I, I, I got but, uh, it. Well, I mean, and to, I, I, my guess is tomorrow you'll be incrementally a little more excited than you are today. Well, and no, then, tomorrow I'm all excited because it's Grayson County Edmondson County. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, there, oh. That's, there you go. Big rivalry tomorrow night. And then that just, that's the appetizer for mm-hmm. your weekend when you're... Kentucky, uh, Kansas on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of rival. Yeah, it's, lots of rivalry. Kansas, too. <sighs> yeah. Way Kansas, out, Kansas City. Way out there in, just in, that. in the middle. Somewhere in the middle is where we call uh, where we call Kansas. You might have seen a few flurries this morning. Um, do not be alarmed if you did. There are some snow showers and some precipitation at the higher elevation levels of our atmosphere, but because our conditions are so dry that uh, most of that stuff isn't reaching the ground, so it's getting absorbed into the atmosphere before it gets to us. But if you were to see it on radar, you would see kind of some odd... Um, looking radar patterns going on right now. So very light flurries possible for today. Those could continue into the afternoon. We'll see a high of 39 today, so above the freezing mark for the first time in a couple of days. That's nice. We'll see a uh, 28 as our overnight low, so back below freezing, but still better than what we got uh, the last two nights. Then tomorrow, we'll get to the freezing point again. We get to 32, and then the bottom falls out again tomorrow night, down to 12 going into Saturday morning. We won't break freezing mark on Saturday. We will get into the mid-40s on Sunday and then gradually stair-step ourselves to a little bit warmer conditions and by Thursday next week we'll have some rain but it will be 60 degrees so what's happening the day after that 
Oh, Could we not get like at least on two or three days of 60? So, exactly. Well, we're stair-stepping up, so you'll get gradually warmer. So your high temperature on Thursday is scheduled to be 60, but your high temperature for Friday is nearly half that Is there any 34. You think there's any coincidence or something that the weather turns really bad the day we go to Morgantown? Is there something like you think that connects to that I, or something? I think it's, I think it's Morgantown plus Punxsutawney Phil. True. It's, it's two True. days after Groundhog Day. So what a combination. Yeah, well, they... Never mind. Uh, also, speaking of the weather, I didn't know if they had a, an equivalent. Morgantown mouse or something? They, they have they have an equivalent or two, but um, catfish, right? But I I, I digress. Uh, also, speaking of the really frigid weather conditions, and uh, they've been dangerous the last couple of days. An elderly Central Kentucky man has died of hypothermia. Um, the uh, Fayette County Coroner's Office said seventy-seven-year-old Arthur Burns. Uh, Arthur Barnes died um, within this last week. He was living in a shed at the time of his death. And the only reason I pointed out is that those who are vulnerable, you know, that don't have adequate, uh, that don't have adequate structure or shelter, when conditions get bitter like they have been the last few days, it just amplifies that vulnerability. So. Uh, good to check on people, you know, keep an eye on them that uh, maybe people that are living in less than ideal conditions. Those older homes, you know, they're less, they're they're not as well insulated, they're not as well cared for. And then uh, I would imagine just, you know, there are some other structures. They don't have to be old. They could just be, you know, maybe um, not very well taken care of. Biggest news of the day is uh, Justice, um, Justice Breyer, Justice Stephen Breyer, is... Uh, has announced or will announce today. I mean, it's, it's like the worst kept secret. Justice Breyer is going to announce today in a joint ceremony, a joint announcement with the Biden administration that he will retire from our Supreme Court at the end of its current term. I think he'll officially say until his successor is confirmed, but uh, and that's likely to be late in the summer. This current term will end sometime in the spring or just almost the summer, and then they'll take a break for the summer months. They'll have this confirmation, and it's likely they'll have his successor so that he will. Um, so this this term will be it. What does this mean? Why does why now? You may ask. You know, I understand you don't follow this type of thing. Um, it basically is a signal that the Democratic leadership, the Biden administration, and the Schumers of the world are basically acknowledging they will not have a majority in the Senate after the midterm election. And furthermore, it probably only gets worse two years later in the presidential election. And so what they, in simple terms, they're shoving Breyer out saying if you've got any intentions of retiring or if you think you're not going to be around for a – he's the longest serving at this point. He's, he's like 82, Yeah, he's 82, 83, and so he's at a point – he's getting encouraged like, hey, wouldn't you like to play more golf? And hey, wouldn't you like to – and so Do anything but – Do Supreme anything Court. but be on the Supreme <laughs> Court. And he's saying, you know, that golfing thing sounds pretty good. And so this way they can confirm someone – to uh, hold that spot, that more liberal spot, because it's you know six to three right now, and if they if they wait until after the midterm, so if you'll turn this coin over and you say, well now Mitch McConnell's back in leading the Senate, then they get to run the terms on confirming you know who who they want, or maybe more importantly, who President Biden doesn't want, or not confirming who pre- President Biden wants. So that's why this gamesmanship and chess match, this is why the Breyer announcement is coming today so he can finish the term. They can start to float names, vet candidates. The Biden administration, President Biden, you know, basically already signaled or promised along the campaign that he would seat a black woman to the Supreme Court given an opportunity. And that's part of the way that he uh, that he wooed and lured voters. And so it, you know, the smart money is on. He'll have to, uh, he'll have to make good on that promise. And so early discussions about a successor are focusing on, uh, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, who is a U.S. Circuit judge, U.S. District Judge J. Michelle Childs, and California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger. Those are all some of the top three names, but of course, they've got, uh, they've got the one that, the, the list they want, then they've got a little deeper list, but basically looking across the court system at various places. Could go outside the 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 jurist, uh, but unlikely likely to keep it with. Uh, I always find it interesting when when these happen, 
it's always that it's kind of like a, a college football coaching search. It's like the, everybody creates their big board. Oh yeah, and I always yeah. love when people comment. Oh, I don't like that person. You've never heard of that person in your life, like, <laughs> right? Just for whatever, like on the li- on these lists. Yeah, it's just kind of funny what, that I always. One of those, it will be interesting. One of those three names that I just gave you, uh, she clerked for Justice Breyer. And so that may that may give her a leg up on you know consensus on from who what can I was we reading. She replaced Merrick Garland on the DC on the DC circuit, correct? Yeah, probably. And so it's just you know just a lot of uh, moving parts to this. But why now? Now you now you know why. Uh, they see the landscape changing next year is is what they're able to kind of read the room right now. Twelve thousand eight hundred twenty seven new COVID nineteen cases diagnosed in Kentucky. Over the previous 24 hours, 31 new deaths. The positivity rate did drop slightly from 33% to 32.44. To give you an idea of so where we've gone from uh, December the 27th to January 27th, on December 27th, there were 1,330 Kentuckians hospitalized. Today, there are 2,493. Mm. So not quite double, but uh, it's about 80, 88% or so. So closing in on the, double the number in just a four-week, you know, 30-day period. And that to, me is, um, that, to me, is significant. So here close to home, just over the previous 24 hours, so Tuesday to Wednesday, there were 108 new positive cases in Grayson County. And that brings us to 722 active cases, 14 hospitalized. I think that number is the same or maybe down one from the previous day, but give or take it's in, the, in that margin. So it's still, 14 too many, though. Still, still a problem, absolutely. Two Caneyville residents have been arrested in a drug bust after a lengthy investigation. The Greater Hardin County Narcotics Task Force uh, led the investigation, which spanned several months, along with help from LPD and KSP. They served a search warrant uh, this week at a Caneyville residence. They searched a home and found three and a half pounds of methamphetamine, that uh, 10 pounds of marijuana, firearms, drug paraphernalia, and other uh, charges. Police officers arrested 44-year-old Jason Hall, 45-year-old Gene Whelan, and charged each with trafficking in a controlled substance and on and on and on and on and on. Kentucky lawmakers took aim yesterday at reversing the state's chronically high rates for child abuse and neglect, advancing a sweeping measure meant to bolster prevention efforts. The legislation won approval from the Senate Health and Welfare Committee, sending it to the full Senate. The bill, which emerged from a committee with strong support, would still need House approval. A key portion of the measure would expand the use of family preservation services, to work with families when children are considered at moderate risk of being removed from the home because of abuse or neglect. Current law limits such aid to families as imminent risk. The goal is that the uh, early intervention would head off potential abuse or neglect. Better to identify that earlier rather than when it's seemingly too late. Imminent risk. So if you just look up the word imminent in your dictionary, Imminent means it's imminent. Imminent means it's 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 going to happen if something doesn't drastically change. And so better to identify moderate risk and try and steer a different course to not get to the imminent part. But troubling, Kentucky led the nation in child abuse and neglect for three consecutive years. The Bluegrass State currently ranks fifth in the U.S. in its rate of child abuse and neglect cases for the federal uh, 2020 fiscal year, according to a report from Health and Human Services. The measure also would expand the scope of the Child Sexual Abuse and Exploitation Prevention Board to include all forms of child abuse and neglect. The board would be renamed the Child Abuse and Neglect Prevention Board. So that's some of what your legislature is doing this week. Uh, On another front, legislature to... Uh, legislation to authorize intervention by the President of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives in actions challenging any legislative act, executive or state agency order, or administrative regulation has cleared a House committee. House Bill 230 also reaffirms legislative or other privilege and immunity for the members or staff of the General Assembly or the LRC. What does this mean? Well, I'm here to tell you. 
currently, let's use the redistricting law passed by the legislature. They they passed the redistricting maps. Governor Bashir vetoed them. Then they were overridden. Uh, the veto was overridden by the legislature. And then the next step was to file legal challenge in Franklin Circuit Court. But the lawsuit... So the lawsuit is by, uh, I think, a representative, maybe some uh, just some general citizens from Franklin County. Uh, the Kentucky Democratic Party also listed as a plaintiff, and in this case, but they're but they're challenging, they're suing the wrong people. State law means they they the lawsuit is against the state board of elections and the secretary of state. The state board of elections and the secretary of state aren't complicit in this. It's the legislature. And so it, it basically is they're, they're filing a legal challenge against the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And what this legislation does is that it puts it puts the legislature in the mix to be able to be challenged legally, which theoretically should expedite resolving matters. So from a practical standpoint, I like the sounds of this, but there may be some details in this that you know, our, our subterfuge or at least under the surface that I'm not aware of that might make me, give me some pause. But basically I think that if you're going to file a legal challenge, make sure you get the right parties at the table to be able to figure out some type of resolution. Speaking of that redistricting, Kentucky's top-ranking state House Democrat announced yesterday that she won't seek re-election this year, saying she won't stand in the way of a person of color being elected in her newly redrawn district where racial minorities represent the majority of eligible voters. Representative Joni Jenkins is a, a name that's uh, you know been heard in Frankfurt, been serving for quite some time. Her new district is uh, 55% minorities. That's uh, 50% are African-American, uh, 50% of voting age population are African-American, 5% are uh, Hispanic. So you got about a 55 to 45 minority to Caucasian. And so Shively Mayor Beverly Chester Burton, a Democrat, a black Democrat from uh, Shively, has filed a run for Jenkins' seat. She was the only candidate f- to file for the race. Uh Admirable. I, I mean, I presume when you when you see that that district needs to be represented by a person who looks like the district and represents their their interest. I don't. I, my, my guess is there's some um, consolation prize, if you will, for. I mean, there's some other opportunities for Joni Jenkins. I think she's proven herself to be a leader, and so she'll obviously land on her feet. But what this does do, I think, it shines a light on the idea that our state legislators, again, are always considered to be paraprofessionals. Yeah, it, 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 our, our legislators spend way more time than we re- – like, to them, it's a full-time job because they're just busy and there's always people that want things. But technically, the way that's supposed to work is you have a profession doing something else, and then you go represent your district when the legislature is in session. And so it's easier for a jo- – like Joni Jenkins isn't relying upon this for her livelihood in the way that our federal Congress people are. So it's a little bit different, but doing the right thing, and so I've got to give some – Well, and maybe some, she just wants to retire and- and yeah, maybe, maybe she has grain babies. Maybe or, she wants to do something. Maybe she wants to do something different. She's got one of those names that people might, might not take her seriously. She's got an <laughs> eye. Jo- Joni, right, is on the end. Sam, are you surprised how quickly the Chris Mack U of L separation um, spiraled into being a thing? <laughs> well, I think usually when these things, when it's done, it's done. Yeah. Well, it's and, done. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing is it kind of came out, what was it, Tuesday afternoon that they had canceled the, the or no, they'd added the board meeting to discuss personnel, and then all of a sudden Chris Mack's show was canceled, and everybody yep. was like, wait a second. Yep. When you got sponsors involved uh, and all that, uh, it's hard to do last minute. And then, yeah, because it was canceled three hours before the show, maybe. Yep. yep. And then it kind of came out that it, this was in the works, and then yesterday, I do give Chris Mack credit when he left the uh when he left the building, he sat there and he talked to the media for a couple of minutes, kind of yep. gave them, a, had a great taste in uh, hats. He, he switched from a 
a Louisville hat to a Bengals hat, so I give he gives he gets my props there. But uh, <laughs> well, of course he came. You know, he was yeah, at he's a Cincinnati and through and through. And so. she is a Louisvilleian, correct? Right? Yeah, he, so, and he's from Cincinnati. So, so, but but Christy is still her home. You know, Christy Mac is still living. I think the Max may live in Louisville for a while, mm-hmm. and so you're seeing a lot of Louisvilleians saying, "Hey, you know, give this family the credit that they deserve, et cetera, et cetera. Don't be ugly." But yeah, don't don't be ugly. But at the same time, it's kind of like he's getting paid. $117,000 a month? $133,000 a month. So for the next. That's the, when he came out and met with the board or met with the media yesterday, he already knew he was getting $133,000 mm-hmm. a month for the next three years mm-hmm. is how he's getting his $4.8 million. He's going to really uh, yeah, so not sure that they'll be able to. Yeah, that you know, just breaks my heart. Have to scratch out, scratch out a living, <laughs> and he may. I don't know if there's a caveat in there that you know if he gets a job somewhere else where he still gets that money, or but the gamble was this: at a twelve million dollar buyout, that if he had fired him for just cause, they wouldn't have to give him anything. But if they, if the NCAA doesn't give him a reason to fire him. Then they own the whole amount. So they started at six million, and then started whittling down, and said, "Okay, let's." Because the issue why four point eight, in a lot of ways, is that they don't want the NCAA coming in, and because if if they fired him and said it was for cause, Chris Mack would smartly file a lawsuit. Yep. And and guess who gets to come in? Lawyers, mm-hmm. and lawyers could find maybe some more funny business. Yeah, discovery and all that stuff. And so anyway, now that you know, the big answer is who's. Who's next? Lots of there have been names floating around all week on on who's next, and so and some of them are Tom good, Crean. some of them. Yeah, I say give the. I'm happy if they give the job to Tom Crean today. Will Wade, just go ahead and I don't care about that one, but the Tom Crean thing would be it's like one step closer than Bloomington, and so it's even even better. Just don't make it Kenny Payne. I don't want to have to dislike Kenny Payne. I love Kenny Payne. And certainly not Dwayne Peavy. Don't make Dwayne Peavy the AD. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Punch the Clock Day. Sometimes I don't want to like punch it like put your time sheet in there I had that, punch it i had that at uh the radio stations i worked for in bowling green i just slide it in though yeah it was and i could never get it lined up right uh-huh. so i'd have like my <laughs> so, it'd be like just random times throughout and i felt bad for hr was always fussing uh-huh, you saying uh-huh. get it together it's vietnam peace day today and it's also national geographic day today Big fan. Yeah, National Geographic was founded this date in history. I'll tell you about it when we get a little bit later on in the show. Earlier on this week, uh, we were uh, uh, telling you that the legislature in Kentucky had announced a bill making Kentucky a hands-free only state when using your phone uh, while driving. And so subsequent uh, story, kind of along those lines, it says a new survey says that people are using their smartwatches while driving. I'm guilty. The rundown of things people admitted to doing with their smartwatches while driving includes reading a message or notification. Well, yeah, looking at it on your wrist is much easier than you know grabbing for your phone or whatever. It's supposed to increase uh, safety or no. Uh, yeah, I can ignore that or that that's not mm-hmm. that's not important. Or someone's calling. Yeah, I don't want to talk to them, and so just you know go on. Accepting or declining a call, sixteen percent. Replying to a message, fourteen percent. My watch is rarely will I respond. I won't do it while driving, but rarely will I use my watch to respond to a message. You're, if you're getting a thumbs up and that's all, I might do that, but I find it too hard. I just do the voice text. You do? I, just, I can't. See, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and type in every individual letter. That, yeah. takes, in, that takes way too much so time. So here's, here's what I've decided about self. I like the idea of voice text, and I've tried it, but... I take pride because I'm a traditional typist mm-hmm. with punctuation mm-hmm. and words and inflection. And I'm too verbal and, and, and so much of a linguist, I can't trust Apple to get it right well, and it, autocorrects. And so it's just frustrating to me. My grandma has learned how to voice text, but she hasn't learned the punctuation part. And so she'll send me probably a 250-word text with no punctuation. Oh, yeah. so, so I have back to sit to the, I have Back to, sit to the 1400s. There. I have to sit there and like, <laughs> like really – It's all run on. Yes, yes, no. And, and um, 
It's it's yeah. a challenge sometimes. I, deal. I think <laughs> it would be fun to play uh, autocorrect bingo in text messages. You know, if it changes this word to blank or it changes, mm-hmm. okay, if you got uh, Farfignugan in your message, you win whatever. Like mm-hmm. there have to be words that frequently get me- messed up because when sometimes when you read messages and you go, but that word is completely out of context. Well, luckily, I think I know when some people will send me a message, it'll say sent with Siri. And it kind of oh, gives yeah. me, it'll give me oh, the, that's nice. it'll okay. give me the heads yeah. up like, okay, well, this was obviously sent with a voice text so I can take you that. Can, you can grade on the curve uh-huh. yeah. that way. Uh-huh. You can automatically, okay, uh, slide uh-huh. down. Uh, skip a music track. I have used, I have used my watch for that. Um, luckily, I have that on my, on my steering wheel. So I don't have to. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, if I'm out, like, walk, if I'm just walking around and I've got my like my ear, oh, uh, yeah, my yeah, AirPods yeah. in or whatever, and like I skip that track. Uh, read satellite navigation instructions. Yeah, I, I do that. But generally, my I've got it on my CarPlay. But so I do like it because my watch will do the little d- the haptics. D- d- yep, uh-huh. I do like the haptics when you get uh-huh. right to the intersection. It goes uh-huh. be turning. First you know? time that that ever happened to me. I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to my watch? Uh, scroll and find a playlist or a song. <laughs> That's a no, little harder to do. There, no, I've never there are some that. things that it's very good for, and then there are things it's really got. Uh, uh, limitations. When looking at age of smartwatch users while driving, 58% are under the age of 34, 43% are between 35 and 54, only 7% of users are over 55 years of age. And that makes sense. That's That would be, that would be about right. Uh, your tax refund might be smaller this year, and here's why. There are a lot of changes. Uh, the change that could have the biggest impact on tax returns this year is the expanded child tax credit, which is a key part of the American Rescue Plan, which began hitting accounts in July. Although the plan increased the amount of families can receive, upping the maximum child tax credit to 3600 for kids under 6 and 3000 for kids 6 to 17, the monthly payments were advances taken from the amount normally given annually through tax refunds. So if you've been accustomed to relying upon your child tax credit to put a put a big womp womp on your tax refund, just know it's been doled out to you over the year, well, since July, and that could have uh, an impact. So just don't be... So instead of getting a one payment, you're getting like 12 payments. That's right. Instead of getting big one lump, you're getting them spread out over See, smaller almost, periods. But you, you know that. the number of people, though, that don't know any tax law or don't, don't they just go and they say... I didn't, like my refund is like, because you're relying upon it for, and Sam, I will also tell you, I'll give you the same speech that I know your uh, tax preparer gives you. Your refund is the government using your money for free the whole year. If you had done it correctly, you could have had that money the entire year. Has your tax preparer given you that speech yet? Um, potentially, potentially, <laughs> potentially. It's using your money and not compensating you for it. Mm-hmm. They were holding it interest free. Like mm-hmm. they didn't give you anything for it. A new study says if you're over 40, just 10 minutes of exercise a day could save your life. Think of only 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of exercise a day could be life saving literally for people over 40. All right. Well, what constitutes as exercising? The comparative results show that more than 110,000 U.S. deaths could have been prevented in Americans over 40. The recipe is 10 minutes of daily moderate to vigorous physical activity within a normal routine. The study also found that increased to 30, 20 or 30 minutes could lead to even more lives being saved. So just walking uh, outside or on a treadmill, dancing, body weight exercises are just a few things that follow underneath the umbrella of moderate exercise for 10-minute durations. That's good. It really can't be that hard. Sam, you've got to go for like an hour or so because you're uh, you're under 40. You've got to work harder. And then get out there and burn some calories, and then you can have some smart food. Is broadcasting a game count as exercise? I mean, some of those games. I'll, 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 I'll... I'll move around a lot. Well, I, before I had my smartwatch, I had a before I had my Apple Watch, mm-hmm. I had a Fitbit, mm-hmm. and it would tell me after at ten a.m. It would tell me I had been walking for the last hour, which made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, no, I've just been talking with my hands for the last hour. I've not been walking for the last hour. I've been talking for the last hour. Mm-hmm. If you burn enough calories, then Smart Food has a treat for you. Smart Food has Doritos, nacho cheese, popcorn. 
Another day, another new smart food, smart food popcorn flavor. You I, know, I might like this. I, their white cheddar popcorn is really good. It is. I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the white cheddar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and I, I mean, I, I that that nacho cheese. I mean, really, just the dust, the mm-hmm. Dorito dust. Is I don't really... know how this isn't good. Huh? Right. Oh, I, yeah, I'm saying I don't yeah, know how this exactly. would not be good. How's it wrong? Yeah. Seventy calories per cup. So I'll take about eight cups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we? Uh, request yeah. this from Sarah Cook. <laughs> um, yeah, or request it from A L E X A. If Sarah won't bring it, she will. So that'd be all right. Minnie Mouse is to wear a pantsuit for the first time in history for Disneyland Paris's thirtieth anniversary. How do you feel about this, Miss Buckles? Oh, I, I don't know yet. I kind of like it. You do. I mean, does it feel modern? It does. Yeah, but. Yeah, I kind of like it. I don't know. If, I don't dislike it. If they ha- if they only made Mickey and Minnie available in their traditional costumes, then I would have more of a, 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 more of an objection to this. But they're they're in their birthday costume, not their birthday suits. They're in their birthday costumes. They're <laughs> what in kind their, of Mickey? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're in their fiftieth anniversary. They're in their. They change their wardrobe all the time, and so I am fine. But where we're going to draw the line, though, is if you try to put Mickey in a dress. If you try to put Mickey in a dress, we're going to have a problem. I kind of like this, but I mean, those are two of my favorite colors. Well, one is actually your favorite color and the yep. other is mine yep. so i think it looks nice so yeah i don't have an objection i think to it looks that. good okay i've been waiting all week to show this video to you miss buckles we we are so <laughs> oh, good. i love i you i love to drive you don't say i have always loved to drive i like to drive don't mind driving i like i like to we drive up the side of a mountain She's hanging on for dear life because she looks over the side. We drive down the mountain, you know, whether it's Still what, hanging over the side. Uh, yeah, like this. So she she just she's not she's not a very good uh, passenger. Yeah. But earlier this week, you've probably seen it online already or many of you have seen it online already, but it is a driver who is on a cliff who does a 26-point turn in a heart-stopping video. So it's somewhere in I don't know if this is in Europe or where this might be, but I just, it's a minute, about a minute and a half long. And the whole thing, I kept thinking Christy Buckles would flip out. Oh, I'd be out of the vehicle. If I were to do this 26 point turn that at some point, almost, you know, a fourth of the vehicle is hanging over the cliff. Oh no, I would be out of the vehicle. He's moving three to four inches at a time, (laughs) just trying to take this basically a, a van taxi. And do a 360 degree turn, 26 mm. moves in order to go the other way, just so he won't have to back down the hill. Love that the person is filming it too, because what happens if if <laughs> if he goes over? Well, not to mention this is the person who's filming it hovering, like the person. It's who's the person filming who got it, out who is. It's smart. like a drone. The person who's filming it looks maybe, like maybe the guy who's driving <laughs> is also fil- filming using the drone. It's Bugs Bunny or Wiley e. Coyote mm. before they look down. Look at that. He's and almost fall. got it. You know, in the cartoons, they you never fell until you looked down. So you this guy, like right there, the whole back there is no way tire is mm-hmm. over the cliff. So you there say this is a no twenty-six way. point turn. Twenty-six is imagine what it getting says. to like twenty-five, and then your fire tires <laughs> fall off, and there you go. I mean, so he's close. got a rock wall on one side. He's got a cliff that's got to be hundreds of feet on well, the I'd, other. I'd rather side. run into the rock wall than I would. But he finally drives away. I can't, it's like I can't believe that guy did it. Just get out. I understand people don't like to back up, but goodness, just back down the hill. It's not that hard. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know, before the 2008 Beijing Summer Olympics, Usain Bolt ate 100 Chicken McNuggets a day for 10 days and set three world records? I feel like I knew this. That was always the thing with, with Chad Johnson when he played for the Bengals. He would eat McDonald's two or three times a day. Okay. And his philosophy was that uh, it doesn't matter what you put into your body as long as you work it off. I've been eating, uh, you know, 10 chicken McNuggets a day for about 100 days and haven't even set a county record. 
So I'm not. I must not be doing it the same as Usain Bolt. Do, do you practice at Crawdad Stadium? <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's where I. That's that's where I run my uh, run down and walk backs <laughs> all the time. You think so? Is the problem? I probably. What I've learned here, Sam. Does he use dipping I, sauce? I need to eat more chicken McNuggets. I'm only eating ten, and I should be eating one hundred a day. Is that is that how Don't, that works? Uh, <laughs> If you work out like him, sure. Yeah, something something like that. Uh, new Jeopardy champion last night. Uh, Schneider's role came uh, run came to an end, but set the record. Amy Schneider uh, set it at 40 days. Uh, no, well, edged Matt Amodio from earlier in the season, but falls short of Ken Jennings. But uh, the total was about $1.3 million. I I knew. I didn't know. I had a really strong suspicion this was the week that Amy Schneider's run came to an end because there have been several interviews this week, mm-hmm. Good Morning America, some other places, and so they're sort of kind of, they were trying to draw attention. And so for you know, basically two months worth of shows, Amy Schneider has been the champion and they because those shows are embargoed, they have to be very careful about media exposure and appearances. But when the scheduler started, you know, scheduling appearances on GMA and other places, it's like something's getting ready to change. And so Amy Schneider will be back for the Tournament of Champions. I'm sorry. Did you say Madam Odio? Matt Amodio. Matt Amodio. Matt okay. Amodio okay. was a 39-day champion earlier okay. this same season. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of remarkable that here in this same season now you've got the second and third. So, I mean, really the entire season has been dominated by Matt Amodio and then Amy Schneider. And so you got, you know, basically 70 shows. You do five a week. When, when are you going? I've told you. I, I know you tried I'm, out, but you, it's, you can try test. out. But you can do it once a year. Yeah, I'll take it again next year. I messed up my test. I got it a little sharp. I was trying to be sharp and do it on my iPad, and you don't don't do it on your iPad. Well, now you do are in the twenty first century with Wi Fi at your house, so you can you That's can right. do it. Yeah, I mean, I got my computer set up. I need a keyboard. I need to. Yeah, just I, I was messing around with it. Uh, I know that there are no content pirates gathered around the campfire today. I know there's not a single one of you who would be illegally using content. So. As a result, I'm going to share with you the people who do do that type of thing, the people who do steal content. I know it's none of you. I'll tell you the things that they're stealing. The most pirated TV shows of 2021. Number 10, Superman and Lois, season one. I didn't know that that, that was even a thing. Worth, is that worth stealing? True Beauty, season one at nine. Viking, season six. The Flash, season seven. Game of Thrones, season eight. The Walking Dead Season 10, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Season 1, Rick and Morty Season 5, WandaVision Season 1, and Loki Season 1. Not a single entry for Little House on the Prairie or <laughs> Golden Girls or Growing Pains. or If you'll notice, most of that there's content, a there's, a, there's a running theme yeah. among that content of uh, pirated Disney TV Plus shows. Too. A lot of that. Is Disney Plus. Loki and WandaVision and uh, most but, pirated movies. Again, not that any of you would do any piracy because it's illegal and you're stealing content. It's just like shoplifting, by the way. Number 10, Jungle Cruise, Disney Plus. Number 9, Raya and the Last Dragon, Disney Plus. Wonder Woman 1984, HBO Max. Cruella, Disney Plus. Suicide Squad, Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, I think that's HBO Max, actually. Is it? Mortal Kombat at 5, F9 at 4, Black Widow at 3, Zack Snyder's Justice League at 2, and Godzilla vs. Kong at number 1, most pirated movies of 2021. That's of the last year. What a... I mean, Disney Plus, it's not that expensive. By the way, it's very inexpensive, especially if you buy three years in advance. <laughs> I fell for that trick. <laughs> like, three years? Sure. Um, I don't know anyone that would do that. Right? Have you seen Jungle Cruise yet? I've not. No. That's with The Rock and Kevin Hart, right? The Rock. Uh, no, you're thinking of Jumanji. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin Hart is not. This is The Rock and then um, <clears throat> Emily Blunt. Okay. And it's 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 really good. Because it's, it's after just... the ride at Disney World, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and it, they took a very... Um, um, African Queen, it's got a very African Queen, that famous uh, movie, 
uh, I guess from the 50s or the 40s, African Queen. It's kind of got that vibe, and it's set against uh, it's using the humor of the Jungle Cruise ride at the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and add in The Rock and Emily Blunt. And it's just, it's really, really good. Has uh, Alaya seen it then? No, I keep waiting to sit down and do it with her, but okay. we've just got I watched it yet. on the flight home, I think, is one of the reason I, that I saw it. I saw it all but the last 40 minutes, so then I had to go back and pick it up. So anyway, it's good. Eminem is partnering with the Peloton to host a boxing class set to his music. Wait a minute. I thought Peloton was a bike. So do you box do you box while you ride the Peloton bike or how does this does Peloton have things that are not bike related? My only experience with Peloton is from the new Sex in the City. So does, I don't does, know. Oh, yeah. does Misty's Peloton work for that too? Well, I don't know. Is Eminem doing a class that probably So if Eminem does Peloton, who does Peloton? <laughs> who's the who's the knockoff Eminem? Um Vanilla Ice? No, who's the guy? Macklemore. <laughs> thrift shop. It would make sense that a song is thrift shop. Thrifty shop. Yeah. So, I mean, that would seemingly makes sense to me. Um, they kill, well, they didn't kill someone, but Peloton's mad that in billions this week, someone used a Peloton to induce a heart attack. And so Peloton's going, hey, wait a minute. But listen, when you reach household status name like that, you know, it's there's context to it. Late night, David Letterman will appear to celebrate the show's 40th anniversary. He will, of course, that show premiered in 1982, and he will join Seth Meyers on February 1st to celebrate the 40th anniversary of him starting on that show. No, I need to get caught up on his interview show. On, it's Netflix, isn't it? It is. It's Netflix. Uh, they really need some new content. Like, it's kind I was going to say, I haven't. Uh, I've watched a few of them, and they're all really good. Yeah, they've. Uh, he he's always been a you know, pretty good interviewer. And Peter Robbins, the original voice actor of Charlie Brown, has passed at age sixty-five. Peter Robbins was the original voice of Charlie Brown. Has passed away. He was the first actor to voice the popular Charles M. Schultz created character. So, you know, you've you've heard him. You know, mm-hmm. on that, on all those famous uh, uh, Peanuts cartoons, you've heard his voice. But uh, rest in peace, gone on in, uh, Christopher uh, Peter Robbins, not Christopher Robbins. That's Winnie the Pooh. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. What terrible product sells by the millions? What terrible product sells by the millions, in your opinion? It's a terrible product. I'm going to go ahead and say Crocs. Ooh, you're going you're gonna to anger some people there. Yeah, that's all right. I've been pretty I consistent think, uh, on my dislike for Crocs. Isn't uh, one Yukon Cornelius a big Croc guy? Probably. I just, those big rounded with the holes in them, and I, just, I don't. You could I put the, the giblets in there, and that's what they yeah, call the it. Jibs. Alaya, got a pair. Anna's got a pair. <laughs> what do they call them? Jibs. No, I think they, isn't it longer than that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, we bought some. We were in a store when we were traveling back in the summer, and we specifically bought like a back to school set for Alaya's mm-hmm. uh, because she was starting school, and, and so I get that. That's cool. I and you've got some croc flip-flops yes but you don't have that big i don't it's like everybody looks like they're on their way to surgery well when they're wearing I, those I was gonna on my say, way to the or so i mean if you work in you know the healthcare system or whatever i i can really see that yeah. i don't care for the look but i do love my croc flip-flops they're yeah. super comfortable i mean but no i don't have the giblet holes <laughs> was it uh uh Mama Carla had yes. some Crocs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some Croc flip flops, not yep. the big. Yeah, so I don't know any product, Sam, that you think like I could also say uh, Red Sox memorabilia. I was going to say anything like, with a Steelers logo on it. That Red, was the first thing that came to mind. Red Sox jerseys. Uh, I mean, they should pretty much be deemed illegal for supporting losing Boston Celtics gear, like things like that. Um, I don't right. mind the Celtics. Boston. I always like Rondo. No, no, I'm I'm out on the I'm out on Celtics or uh, Brad Stevens. Celtics or no, I'm out on Celtics. It doesn't matter who plays there. I'm out. 
Uh, Miss Buckles, anything, any products that sell millions that are terrible products? I mean, nothing comes immediately to mind. On TV tonight on ABC, Truth and Lies, The Last Gangster. A look inside the infamous Gambino mob family. On Fox, Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poor. And on the History Channel, the season 13 premiere of Swamp People. I think for people who are in the Swamp People camp, they probably are super excited that season 13 premieres tonight. I didn't know that was still on TV. For apparently the last 12 years. I knew it like had a first couple seasons. Do they do one of those tricky things mm-hmm. um, where they do two seasons a year? So it's like Swamp People. Has it been on for 13? Is this the 13th year or just the 13th season? I wouldn't put it past it to be on that long. Is there have were there any spoilers last night during the Amazing Race, which we've not seen yet? They unveiled the cast of Celebrity Big Brother. Have you seen the spoilers yet? Do you know anyone who's no. in the cast? No. Nor do I. So I'm looking forward first, to finding out. Uh, who Swamp those people will be. first appeared on August 22nd, 2010. <laughs> All right. so. Yeah. Today's highlight in history: this date, 1967, astronauts Gus Grissom, Edward White, and Roger Chaffee died in a flash fire during a test aboard their Apollo spacecraft. In 1756, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was born in Salzburg, Austria. Amadeus, Amadeus. In 1880, Thomas Edison received a patent for his electric incandescent lamp. The National Geographic Society was incorporated in Washington, D.C. this date in 1888. We even get National Geographic for kids at our house. I used to get that. In 06, Western Union delivered its last telegram. I'd really like to know what it was. We out. That would be fun to know. Right, what yeah. was the last telegram? There's mm-hmm. got to be a way we can find that out, isn't there, Sam? I'll give it a Google. We out. Stop. <laughs> Remember, that was the neat thing about telegraphs. They always had stop. <laughs> Send money. Stop. In jail. Stop. Ox is in a ditch. Stop. Who, who sent it? It doesn't say. I mean, Western Union delivered its last telegram. I don't know who the sender was, and I don't know who the recipient was. I only know the middleman. This is in 2006? Yes, in 06. Okay, I'm reading an article about it right now. (laughs) I know what it was. Tweet me. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why why send a telegram? Just tweet me. Stop. I have what the first one was. Oh, no, I I don't need that one. We need the last one. This is the first one. The, uh, maybe that was the phone call, What God Hath Wrought. What hath God wrought, yes. Yeah, what hath, that's the telegram? That's the first one. Yeah, okay. Mikhail Barishnikov in 74 is 74 today. I, I only mentioned it. Sheriff Chaffins was here yesterday. I didn't ask him if he had plans to celebrate Barishnikov's birthday today. Chief Justice John Roberts is 67. Richard Young of the Kentucky Headhunters is 67 today. Bridget Fonda is 58. Tracy Lawrence is 54. <laughs> if you go way back to the early days of this show, you'll understand why Tracy Lawrence makes me laugh. And Patton Oswalt is 53 today. Gone but not forgotten. Lewis Carroll in 1832. I didn't know Lewis Carroll. You know, of course, he obviously wrote Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. I didn't know he was a mathematician. <laughs> it's an odd thing for somebody to be so prolific as an author. Yeah. To be a mathematician. Art Rooney, born in 1901. William Randolph Hearst, born in 1908. Really have to mention Rooney? Sorry. I mean, he's a founder of the Football Hall of Fame. 1957, Harry Belafonte, number one, with Jamaica Farewell. Jamaica me crazy. Down the way where the nights are gay and the sun shines gaily on more. the mountain top. Really? I took a trip That's on weird. a sailing Reading. ship, and when NPR, I reached Jamaica, I made a stop. The Google machine won't produce the results? No, there's plenty of articles about this, but... Uh... Maybe it was the modern-day Carly Simon, you're so vain. Maybe somebody wanted to be notorious for sending the last Insta- uh, the last uh, telegram, well, but okay. they were wanted to keep it secret. Well, apparently... I'm reading here that in 1969, someone sent uh, someone named Robert Fink a telegram. I don't know who Robert Fink is. Okay. But, uh, He's he, old man he Fink's on, boy. He only just got it delivered in 2019. So I guess, is that now technically the new last one? Uh, it said delivered. Yeah, that makes me wonder. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, I knew I'd get a distinction from something. Maybe the last telegram said, do not open until 2050. 
Maybe that's the... Fine silver. <laughs> yeah. Barbara Ann, number one, this date in 66. Said, sorry we can't be there to applaud you when you get your diploma, but our hearts and best wishes are with you. That's what good old uh, Fink's boy said. Huh. All right. So they were congratulating him for graduating from college. My money's still on Tweet Me. Tweet Me instead. Uh, not in 06. Maybe in 08. Twitter, like, 07, 08. I don't no, think yeah. Twitter wasn't in 06. No, not 06. But well, aren't you, as a shareholder, don't you, shouldn't you know these things? I skipped the last shareholders meeting. Ohio players with fire. Number one in the state in 1970. In 06? March 21, 2006. Well, so the last in, the last telegram was January 27th of 2006. Uh-huh. So they were preparing. Because, I mean, a tweet and a telegram are pretty similar. Find me on Twitter. That's what Would people saying. send hateful telegrams to? Like they send hateful tweets? No, because that costs money. See, your, your hate your hate dissipates a whole lot faster when you have to put your own money behind it. The Romantics Tuck in Your Sleep, number one in 84. Rex in Effect, Rump Shaker in 93. Hey Baby, No Doubt in 02. Katy Perry Firework in 11. And Circles Post Malone, number one, two years ago today. So there you go. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says, Life is an ocean, and most everyone's hanging on to some kind of dream to keep afloat. Life's an ocean, and most everyone's hanging on to some kind of dream to keep afloat. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.